have questions about your health? A simple pill won't fix your problems. And there's so many points and opinions on the internet that a web search just leaves you more confused. So why not take the time and listen to those who know best? Rider University's Health Studies Institute presents Health 411. Truthful health information to expand your knowledge and perspective right here and now. So let's bring it to your host, Dr. Jonathan Carp, Professor of Biology, Behavioral Neuroscience, and Health Sciences. 1077 The Bronx, 1077 thebronkcom live from the Kilnarney's Public House Studios. Welcome to Health 411. I'm Dr. Jonathan Karp. I'm joined in the studio today with Dr. Ya Jonathan Yavolo and Diamond McNellis, our producer. And we're here to talk about the Health Studies Institute at Ryder University, the sponsor of this wonderful radio program. Dr. Yavolo is a director of the Health Studies Institute. So, welcome, Dr. Yavolo. Thank you very much, Dr. Karp. It's a pleasure. So, I'm hoping that you can tell us a little bit about the Health Studies Institute here at Ryder University. Tell us, how did this institute get started? Several years ago, our Vice President for Academic Affairs, Dr. Donna Jean Fredine, had been studying what is it that students who are going to college are interested in studying, and the general topic of health studies came up, ranging from disciplines as disparate as healthcare management, to public health, to health sciences to include the traditional medical school, nursing, and physical and occupational therapy careers. So Donna Jean said, it seems as if there is a suite of majors that we need to offer at Ryder University. And over the last few years, working with departments across the college, from the Business College through to the Liberal Arts and Sciences College, we have succeeded at setting up a number of these majors. The so, health so, study. So it seems like this Health Study Institute is designed to pull all this stuff together under one roof. It, would that be a correct assumption? That would be a correct assumption, Dr. Karp. And I must say, um, for our listeners, I've known Dr. Karp for going on 20 years, and he himself is interested in cross-disciplinary thinking between stress in your life to the brain to psychology. And so many faculty across the campus have interests that are in the broadest definition of the term health studies. Okay, so excellent. So why don't you tell us a little bit about how your background, going way, way back, because you've been here at Ryder even longer than I have, right? You were, you were a, a member of the faculty here when we were still Ryder College. That is correct. And so can you tell us a little bit about how your background led you to be the director of the Health, health Studies Institute and how it is such a good fit? Well, that's my pleasure. To make a short story long, it was maybe 1979, 1980, that I was a visiting assistant professor at Vassar College. And Vassar College, a little bit north of Poughkeepsie, in Poughkeepsie, New York, is Poughkeepsie, New York is also the home of a IBM manufacturing place. And students in my cell biology class said, let's go test the water in the back of the IBM manufacturing facility. Here I was like 28 years old, so 27 years old. We were <laughs> trespassing, <laughs> but we were very stealthy in our steps. And we took samples and found that the effluent water 
coming out of the IBM facility had mutagens in it and was in, in, a, in a technique that uh, we won't worry about discussing the details of called the Ames test. So what, what is a mutagen? What do you mean by that? A chemical in the environment that's able to change your DNA in a manner that could potentially affect human health. And so that has become a big deal, certainly, uh, in today's world. Is that what we would call nowadays environmental health? That would be like an example of environmental health. And then I went to NYU Medical School for two and a half years studying diet and cancer in a in the department of something called environmental medicine. To your point, Jonathan, what is it in the air you breathe, the water you drink, and the food that you eat that might predispose us to particular diseases? And this was after finishing a PhD in a sort of esoteric discipline having to do with protein biochemistry. So it was rather fun for me to bring my sort of detailed knowledge of cells and molecules into a world that was more accessible to people called diet, nutrition, and health. Well, that's, that's excellent. So how, how was that way of thinking received back in the, in the early 80s? Well, you know, um, that's today, one thing we could talk about. We there's been an evolution and not just in terms of knowledge about environmental health, health issues, diet and exercise, all the things that this radio show is going to be about. But there's been an evolution in the way that it's accepted in society. As a, as a measure of that acceptance, when you would open up a newspaper in 1980, there would be no food section. And today, every newspaper, whether it be online or in print, has a whole big, you know, Thursday food section. And so there's been much evidence. And actually, a lot of it grows out of something called the China study. In China, there are many, many districts and people rarely move from one district to another in China. And then a well-known nutritionist at at, uh, Cornell named Colin Campbell studied what is it that people die from and what is it that people eat in the different districts in China. And he took diet, nutrition, and health from being a study that was oftentimes researched on animals to the humans using the data that he was able to get from the China study. One area, horrendously high incidence of esophageal and stomach cancer. Another area, very high incidence of, say, colorectal cancer. And so what was it in the diet was able to be correlated. And again, the Health Studies Institute and this wonderful Health 411 show, how do you know a correlation is really causative? So all of these epidemiological studies of Colin Campbell were followed up by numerous anim- numerous experiments, controlled experiments in research labs. So you brought this, this way of thinking with you to Ryder College in the early 80s as, as sort of a, a new way, a new way of thinking, a new way of looking at health and diet and, and, and the environment, right? That and is so, correct. So, so from the progression, you're, I'm assuming you're one of the early people at Ryder. There wasn't a cohort of people doing the same sort of thing. But over the years, what's happened that now that we have this Health Studies Institute all under one umbrella was the idea to bring, like you were in the Department of Biology, was the idea to bring people from the School of Business and from other departments in liberal arts together. 
You know, in that respect, it really is very, very gratifying. I remember a retiring professor in the economics department named Dr. Hope Corman, and parenthetically, Dr. Karp and I were both successful winners of a wing-eating contest in honor of the Special Olympics yes, about 20 years ago. For that. We, we did raise money for that. We ate a lot of wings very quickly. We, a lot of chicken wings. <laughs> Diamond's laughing them. at us. We, we ate them. Very, as I recall, actually, for the record, I won... The wing-eating contest and between Dr. Carp and Dr. Benner and myself. Yeah, absolutely. In any case, so Dr. Hope Corman in the economics department in the business school was over in the city of Trenton studying what are the economic factors that predispose children to getting asthma in the inner city. And this was an NIH-funded study that was basically awarded to a colleague of ours in the business school. Mm-hmm. And so, again, to the point of creating over all these years an umbrella organization to bring together academic intellectual dialogue, right. a, a, for the benefits of our own faculty cohort, and B, an immediate follow-on how our students can benefit from having that, not a curricular, but a co-curricular-driven um, cross-disciplinary right. understanding. And at the same time, you were doing your research in health and nutrition and things that would cause potentially cancer cells to mutate. Hope Corman, Dr. Hope Corman was doing this research, environmental health kind of stuff. And at around the same time, I got to Ryder University, because you're talking the late 90s now, and created the what was called the biopsychology, now the behavioral neuroscience major. So now you have these pockets of information of people studying these things that were sort of independent, working separate from each other. But now, what, what's happening? So what we have now is the Health Studies Institute, and the idea behind that and this radio show, Health 411, is to help deliver truthful health information to expand your knowledge and perspective. So the Ryder Health University Studies Institute communicates this cross-disciplinary perspective affecting health and wellness, public health, healthcare policy, and the business of healthcare, healthcare management. We'll be right back with more healthcare talk after these brief underwriting announcements. You're listening to Health 411 on 107.7 The Bronx and 1077thebronc.com. A dose of knowledge a day keeps a doctor away. Rider University's Health Studies Institute presents Health 411. And back with your daily dosage is Dr. Jonathan Carr, Professor of Biology, Behavioral Neuroscience, and Health Sciences. 1077 The Bronx, 1077 thebronkcom live from the Kilmarney's Public House Studios. Welcome back to Health 411. I'm Dr. Jonathan Karp. I'm joined in the studio with Dr. Jonathan Yavalo, the director of the Health Studies Institute, and Diamond McNellis, our producer, who is keeping us under control. And we've been talking about sort of the background, the history of Ryder University and health studies and how things have come together. And Dr. Yavlo was one of the first people on campus in the mid-1980s to come to Ryder University and bring with him a perspective on the study of health and environmental health. And he brought it in. His background is in cell and molecular biology. Can you tell us a little bit about your background, Dr. Yavlo? Right. And, and where you study and, and, and there was what a, makes you who you are today. There was a wonderful experiment that was done early here, like 1980. 
384 with a group of Ryder University students at the time, like Jonathan said, Ryder College students, where A, we took an extract of chickpeas out of a can, like Progresso chickpeas. B, we had cells growing in dishes. And then we made the extract from the chickpeas, filtered it, and added it to the cells in the dish, and it prevented those cells from converting into cancer cells. That observation provided the basis of 20 years worth of funding from the NIH, and equally importantly, provided a hook for students to come into the lab and basically see what it was to do work related to cell biology and nutrition. Excellent. It's a great experience for the students, too, to, oh, to was, learn about things. So who, who else on the faculty now? Are, are, who are the members of this Health Studies Institute? Tell, tell me about who's here at Ryder studying this stuff. Now. Well, um, I've been able to meet people from across the university, and many of them are very, very young and energetic. Two individuals from the business college. One is Eileen Fink, a new marketing professor, and the second is Kristen McCarthy, and she is a um, health, public health management and economics person. And so they're saying what interests us is the, from the business perspective, how many people, how much knowledge in there is there that is not just that is just not getting marketed sufficiently well for the community to hear it. And there is a backlog of scientific information that would benefit from better communication into the public mind. And then in the communication department within the College of Liberal Arts and Sciences, we have a new program in health communication. And so, again, the expertise and the will to communicate health information effectively to the public spans both the business school and the, coll and the right. College of right. Liberal so, Arts so, and so Sciences. So what's going on here at, at Ryder is some hardcore science on issues related to health. I'm the kind of things that you do in your research lab and some of the things that I do. Which that is correct. But there's also a whole component of healthcare that in, that's involved with, with getting the word out, getting healthcare information to needy populations. Right. And the whole area of healthcare administration. Yes. So that you have, how is it that a hospital can effectively be run for the benefit of not just returning money to its shareholders, but also providing health to the community. I had done some reading this, this past year, and there was a segment that I had learned about called Unnatural Causes. And in that segment, I learned people in Trenton, New Jersey, live on an average to be 66 years old. And individuals in Princeton live on the average to be 82 years old. And the differences between lifespan among individuals living in Trenton and in Princeton is not just 
their own genetics. It's the community health issues and the public health issues and the healthcare access issues and the food desert issues, which we know so much about. And Dr. Carpier, as an expert in stress, the difference between being chronically stressed because all the time you're worried about bills, hearing gunshots, who knows what, versus an acute stressor, you know, because, you know, you have to make a presentation, so you're worried and nervous. And so the health effect of these cross-disciplines cross that span the university. Fascinating and good topics for our Health Studies Institute. So our Health Studies Institute also has people who might not be interested in the science, but tell us more about this, this, this humanities, the community-based, the community effort kind of stuff. Right. There was a study done in Louisville, and on the one end of Louisville, people are very, very wealthy. And then as you go progressively from through the downtown to the other side of Louisville, people are finding that they are less in control of their own lives where health equals wealth. Essentially, you have somebody that's being told what to do from the moment they arrive at work until the moment that they leave. And that being told what to do and living your working life under this pressure cooker situation, not just your life outside work. The boss cracking the whip. The boss cracking the whip. The boss cracking the whip is taking minutes every day off of your life. And the person who's cracking the whip, basically living the longer the longer, healthier, and wealthier existence. Mm-hmm. Right. And so here at Ryder, we have, we're, we're developing, we're, um, we're describing people who study that sort of stuff, study that and learn how to communicate that information, digest that information, and put it all under one roof. You know, and there's one other thought that you just triggered, and that is our colleague, Dr. Jim Riggs, who's been an immunologist. And there's this whole new field that many have heard about from among maybe your parents and grandparents, if this is a student audience listening, that are having to have immunotherapies and how you hear on TV, oh, um, late stage cancer and this antibody, this immunotherapy has saved my life. The whole idea of hope is also very, very interesting. Because we have people who study that, too. We do. Under, that's we what I'm do. trying to I'm trying to bring it out of you. We do. You're keeping secrets from me. We He's do. holding out, <laughs> Well, you know, it is all about me, but I'll have <laughs> to... Wait, 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 I'm trying to draw it out of you. Tell me more. The whole issue of hope, you know, you have an individual that says, I have this disease and I know that there's this drug not on the horizon, but is actually available for me, your whole attitude that's going to surround your illness is much different from an individual that says, woe is me. And bringing that hopeful mindset. Years ago, I had a breast cancer survivor meeting here on a Saturday morning, and I forget the name of the actor who was a big shot in The Sopranos, but he has breast cancer that runs in his family. His mother had died of breast cancer, his grandmother, his sister had breast cancer. And all of a sudden, I said, what's the smartest thing we can do? Sit a woman that's just newly diagnosed with the disease right next to a 25-year cancer survivor. And the hope that those small things can do in the mind of an individual cannot be overestimated. So when we say, you know, why a radio show? Why Health 411? And when we say we want to bring truthful information to expand your knowledge and perspective. 
that 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 captures a lot about what we're trying to do here with health studies and that is right and that's why both of us are so happy that we have the institutional support Mm -hmm. that is basically saying at Ryder University we have a critical mass of substantive thought that can contribute to essentially the greater good in the 50-mile radius of Rider University for having informed opinions that can help us make some critical health decisions in our lives. And a lot of what we want to do on the radio show is to get across some of the difference between facts and fiction. That, I, do you see that as something that's interesting, Diamond? There you go. She's nodding, right? Because there is a lot of stuff out there, right? There is. And, and there's a lot of information that's out there. There is. That do, might not match what's in the scientific literature, which might not match reality, but that information gets wide play. I have. Right? So can I just digress really you may, quick? Re- really, really quickly. quickly we have to go really quickly. There's a famous scientist named Zurhazen who ended up proving that papillomaviruses cause cervical cancer. And then he ended up inventing Gardasil as the injection that can prevent cervical cancer among people. Now, how many girls that are aged 15 to 30 need to know that by taking this shot, there's basically zero possibility that I'm going to get cervical cancer and approaching a 100% probability that it could be prevented. Excellent. So, Health 411, you're listening to 1077 The Bronx, 1077thebronc.com live. We'll be back with more healthcare talk after these brief underwriting announcements. From healthcare to the environment around us and everything in between, Rider University's Health Studies Institute presents Health 411. Dr. Jonathan Karp, Professor of Biology, Behavioral Neuroscience, and Health Sciences, is here expanding your knowledge and perspective. 1077 The Bronx, 1077thebronc.com live from the Kilnarnik Public Health Studios. Welcome back to Health 411, sponsored by the Health Studies Institute here at Rider University. I'm Dr. Jonathan Karp. I'm here with Dr. Jonathan Yavolo and Diamond McNellis, our producer. And we're talking about the relatively new Health Studies Institute here at Ryder University. And when we left off in our last segment, we were talking about one of the things that our Health Studies Institute wants to do is bring under a roof all the different components that are related to healthcare, whether it's the science of healthcare, public health, healthcare policy, healthcare administration. And we're going to put that all under one roof to study it for our students and ourselves. And we've created this radio show, Health 411, to give you accurate information about what's really true out there, what the data shows, what science shows. And Dr. Yavolo was telling us even about studies that you know connect viruses to cervical cancer. And when that was first proposed, the people who did it might not have been accepted by the general community. But over time, that's developed. The same thing happens with ulcers. People think that stress causes ulcers. How many of you think stress causes ulcers? Don't raise your hand, Diamond, right? Because now we know, and some of the 80, 90% of the ulcers are not caused by stress. What causes ulcers? Class. Helicobacter pylori. Absolutely. Bacteria causes ulcers. And the people who proposed that in the early 1990s, they were shunned. They were. They were shunned. And so there were myths and and, and mistruths out there in the world because people had accepted that stress causes ulcers. We know now that's not the case. Actually, a lot of ulcers can be cured by antibiotics, things that kill bacteria, right? And if you have bacteria that are killed by certain antibiotics, we're going to... And that's sort of the idea behind this Health Studies Institute. 
right? We're going to bring things together. What kind of events and what kind of, as the director of the Health Studies Institute, Dr. Yavalo, what kind of things are we going to do here on the Ryder campus and on the radio show to promote appropriate you know knowledge and perspective about healthcare issues well what we have coming up in the, in the month of october at riders homecoming is a joint event between the rider women's leadership council and our health studies institute talking so, so about why, why october What's, oh, hap- what's happening? Actually, what's, actually, what's important October, about October? O- October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. It is. There you go. There you go. There you go. And so, but let's have let's have breast cancer awareness complemented by substantive, verifiable knowledge. Absolutely. And so, towards that end. Um, there's a lot known about these BRCA genes, B-R-C-A for breast cancer susceptibility genes. And as it happens, one of our chemistry professors, Dr. Jamie Ludwig, is an expert in communicating BRCA information to high-risk women that are carrying the BRCA mutation. And there's a center at the University of Pennsylvania that she's involved with. And interestingly enough, Dr. Karp, when she was talking about bringing this to our October October event, one of her cohorts at Penn is a Ryder grad. Really? And so what we have The Ryder diaspora. There you go. All the way across the Delaware. How about that? (laughs) They made it all the way to Philadelphia without a passport. And so what we have here is a coming back of a alum with one of our professors that are going to be part of a panel talking about the BRCA gene. I mean, imagine getting tested. this, this, This is going to be for only people the rider community or are people from the Lawrenceville, Hopewell, Pennington, Trenton, Hamilton community going to be welcome? I believe all of the all the people from the So these community are events that we're going to have would be open. open. We'll come yes. here truth rather than fiction about what it means to be BRCA2 positive kind right, of thing like that. Right, Excellent. right, right, right. And I mean, what is it that we professors have been dreaming of all these years, Dr. Karp, is basically seeing Rider University as an intellectual resource, A, for our students, of course, and B, for the community as a whole. So what other kind of things are going to be happening that day? Well, I'm, I hear you might have some food trucks on campus. <laughs> there are going to be there are going to be some food trucks on campus. I imagine there's going to what be what other trucks are we? A, uh, <laughs> I imagine there's going to be a a soccer game because we don't have a we don't have a football team. But uh, but our homecoming is a spirit a, a, a spirit spirit raising event, so, and uh, a lot of fun is had. Is there going to are there's going to be any kind of screening happening? Oh, I think even though we had hoped that that might happen, I think that that's probably not going to happen this particular time. Oh, that's time. my mistake. So you got to keep me in the loop, time. dude. Well, you you're, know, you're it's hard to... Me, you're cutting me out. Okay, sorry about that. It's either that, that or Alzheimer's. <laughs> no, 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 no. For you <laughs> listeners, Dr. Karp is a young, very young, dynamic... And svelte. <laughs> very young and svelte person. Yeah. And so... so um, what, what, other, yeah. what, what other kinds of things do you envision coming up um, that, that, that are going to fall under the umbrella of the Health Studies Institute? Well, I... That, that the listeners might be keep their antennas up for. Right. For now, we could have 
talks that are going to be opened up for individual faculty members' classes to the general public. I know that last year, for example, under the leadership of Dr. Nancy Weincheck, who was the first Health Studies Institute director, she she had a individual from uh, Harvard Medical School come down and talk about population health. And what what we had was a group of one to two hundred people that were basically listening, both from on campus and off campus, that were talking about the cross disciplinary strategy where an organization called Partners in Health can cure antibiotic resistant tuberculosis in the third world. Yes, medicines have been developed by biomedical researchers. And you have to deliver the medicine to the individual people. Right. It's not just getting the medicines there. It's getting the members of the community to accept that these are medicines, that it's not witchcraft. And and even if they accept it, it, the the delivery becomes people to people. It's not necessarily just hardcore science. Absolutely. Absolutely. And to your point about witchcraft, the speaker, Dr. Joya Mukherjee, said the reason why we here in the United States, the people in the third world, are believing in witchcraft is because they are not being given sufficient access to regular care. So if you are in a situation where you and your children are sick without having access to the best possible health care that we in the first world are able to experience, then you're going to turn to whatever you could possibly turn to. Right. And so... Um, but cool. again, so, 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 so what I'm hearing is, is the Health Studies Institute at Ryder is not just going to be using the resources of the faculty and the faculty expertise we have at Ryder, whether they're in the College of Business or the College of Liberal Arts or wherever they may be. We're also going to be talking about people we bring in from the community at large um, at, at all different levels of the healthcare system. And we're going to open that up to the community who might be listening to this radio. So the Ryder University can be a resource for the community. That is correct. And we will be, can, we will be updating our website and finding other vehicles to communicate to both our own community and the Ryder community at large on some of these events. I'm excited. Are you excited, Diamond? I am excited. Are you going to come to any of these things? Yes. I actually was wondering how students would be able to get involved with the Health Studies Institute. Is there a way for us to join as well? Well, there most definitely is. The first thing that we're doing is getting the cohort of faculty to want to become members of the Institute. And then their students... How could they not want to work with you, Dr. Avalo? You know, this is a question that that I've been asking for my entire career. (laughs) (laughs) Get to know me, right? (laughs) To know him is to love him, they say. A legend in his own mind. (laughs) That's a great thing. Um, But So, Diamond, I would also see an opportunity for students is as they identify faculty on campus they might want to work with, approach the faculty, start a dialogue. They're a way for students to do independent study, independent research. There are actually um, uh, campus organizations that do a lot of this stuff too. Right, right, right. I, I really think that for now, we do not have an explicit Health Studies Institute curriculum. Rather, I envision us as supporting and enhancing internships in health and health care 
And those internships could include a Ryder University-based cross-disciplinary course that the student might be essentially be de- designing their own curriculum. I love that. Yeah. Wouldn't it be great if we have more students who come from Ryder University or study here and are part of what I called before the Ryder University diaspora. And they come back and they say, people say, where did you learn that stuff? Where were you exposed to all this, you know, truth and the, the you know, scientifically validated things about science and healthcare? And they said, Ryder University. Wouldn't that be great? And Isn't that the Ryder University Health Health Studies Institute. <laughs> yes, at the Ryder University Health Studies Institute. That's where that's that's a great thing. Because really, it are th- these virtual realities, realities of the mind, are what Ryder University is in its core. And what we aim to train all of our students in is to have the respect across disciplines that can really drive a substantial conversation. For years, after I started the behavioral neuroscience major, and people, students would say, well, I want to minor in something. What can I minor in? And for years, I've been saying, well, a great thing to do is minor in healthcare administration. Isn't that wonderful? Because, you know, if you're a, a, like a science major, behavioral neuroscience, biology, and you pick up a minor in chemistry, people go, oh, whoopee, it's not a big deal. But to do something that's a little bit different, that has a relationship in the healthcare realm under the umbrella has been a great thing. And, mm-hmm. and many of our students have done that. And I think most of them done it have been very, very healthy. So we'll be right back with more healthcare talk after these brief underwriting announcements. You're listening to Health 411 on 107.7 The Bronx and 1077thebronc.com. A dose of knowledge a day keeps a doctor away. Rider University's Health Studies Institute presents Health 411. And back with your daily dosage is Dr. Jonathan Carr, Professor of Biology, Behavioral Neuroscience, and Health Sciences. 1077 The Bronx, 1077thebronc.com, live from the Killarney Public Health Studios. Welcome back. The Health 411. I'm Dr. Jonathan Karp. I'm here with Diamond, our producer, and Dr. Jonathan Yavalo, the director of the Health Studies Institute at Ryder University. And we're here talking about the Health Studies Institute, the kinds of things, sort of the history of it, how it, how it developed. We're talking a little bit about the faculty who are here and the kind of expertise they have. And we're starting to have a conversation about, you know, as director of this institute, what kinds of things does the institute offer where do you see it going what what's what's the fantasy what what's the reality and the fantasy of like the health 411 we're talking about the reality and fantasy of healthcare what's the reality and the future fantasy the mission of where we're going with the health studies institute here at Ryder Dr. Yavalo well Dr. Karp thank you very very much for that question let me just say that the health studies institute could be an internal clearinghouse for the following programs, which are right now on the books at Ryder University. You know, we offer a BA in healthcare policy, a BS in the health sciences, a BSBA in healthcare management, and we offer minors in health administration, health communication, and degree completion studies in allied health studies and an RN to BSN program. We also offer master's degree programs in applied psychology, business communication, and clinical mental health counseling. 
So here I am, a professor at this university going on 37 years. Hey, Dr. Karp? A long time. And basically, so long as I still have my head, I say, wow, Ryder University has all of those programs? Who knew? Maybe by packaging the suite of health-related programs together under this entity called the Health Studies Institute, we could A, better get the word out about our existing programs, B, find synergy among those disciplines for the benefit of faculty and students at the university to do substantive academic work. Yes, aren't you tired, Dr. Yavalo, of people coming to you and saying, Oh, my God, I thought Ryder was just a business school. Now, to my friend Cindy Newman, the dean of the College of Business, there are business-related disciplines in the health studies. Absolutely. And, not but, but and, to see a complement of business, liberal arts, counseling, and science means that what we have is an opportunity of doing something relatively unique. That is, having functional dialogue with people across disciplines so that they can really collaborate. As a matter of fact, I have a dream about Ryder University Press. Tell us about your dream. Ryder University Press is a... We all need a a dream, by the way. Ryder University (laughs) Press is a figment of my own imagination and dream which basically says we are going to publish cross-disciplinary work in the area of health studies. We're going to use these volumes online or in print to communicate to the community at large that there are synergies which are untapped and we are going to communicate with our area hospitals and community health centers that by partnering with Ryder University Center for Health Studies, we can better meet the needs of the individuals in our community. If any of you out there are interested in helping us build a new building, create a new actual center out of bricks and mortar, we will be more than happy to take you to lunch. Wouldn't that be wonderful? To have not just the Health Studies Institute, but have a Health Studies building here. If you want to think big, like to think big. Really, really. You've, never, so, you've never been known for thinking that small, is correct. Dr. You Yavlo. know, even though I'm a cell and molecular biology person, <laughs> the fact of the matter is what we can do is great things. We are a, a college that is relatively small and for, forever we have had a cohort of faculty and students here who think large right and and we can be and we are an academic resource for the community at least i'd like to think so that we provide that role or can provide that role in a more public way right and so since both my friend here dr carp and myself are professors this semester for the wonderful student diamond i'd say we put her on the spot at this exact moment and ask her what is it that she might see as a health studies institute opportunity either for her personally or some of her friends i last semester did a hospital internship program that i really enjoyed And it's really the only one that I've heard of on campus. And it's also a class, so it's not really one that you can retake. So I would love to have another opportunity to do an internship and get into the hospital and do more hands-on learning. 
Before we segue back to Dr. Karp, I had a student years ago named Jason, and he took our hospital internship program, and he came back to me and says, hey, Dr. Yabo, I say, what? He says, you know, if I don't get into medical school, he's a physician today, I want to be a nurse. I loved interacting with the patients. And so Dr. Karp here, one of his many hats, is taking over as our director of the pre-med program. And so what do you have to say about diamond's dream about multiple hospital i think that's great because one of the things we offer here at rider is people come in thinking the only thing you can do in, in, in healthcare is be a doctor or be a nurse and i'd like to think and history has shown that people who do the internships here or come study any aspect of health studies here at rider university they find there's a wide array of things that they can do a wide array of careers right it's not just doctors and nurses, but there are occupational therapy, there's um, physical therapy, there's physician's assistants, there's nursing, there's a whole array of kinds of things. There's technicians, hospitals are full of people who do laboratory work, who do the blood work and do run the machines that go ping and all that sort of stuff. And so one of the cool things about looking at healthcare from a cross-disciplinary perspective for our students and it's always good for the faculty to be aware of these things too, is you realize that the world of healthcare is enormous. There are a lot of opportunities for our students who come here, a lot of opportunities that, that high, people coming out of high school might not be aware of, might not be thinking about, but participating as a student who's the faculty members work as part of this Health Studies Institute, it, it just opens up things that people might not have been thinking about. Right, and you know, We've also talked, Dr. Karp and I, about the beauty of bidirectional communication, not just between the brain and the immune system, in his case, also between the immune system and the brain, but also here we are in a radio studio talking about Rider University's Health Studies Institute. But what is it that you, the millions of listeners to the millions, our, the millions of we're listeners starting off, millions today, of listeners today that we and we're have, moving, we're moving in, up. <laughs> the, millions, the, the health four one one radio station on Sirius Radio that is we coming. have out there today. <laughs> what is it that you would like Health four one one to consider? What are the what are the issues that are happening in your lives? that you think would be interesting to learn more about? And Dr. Absolutely. Karp? Well, absolutely. Dr. Yavlo as director, would you be willing to take contact from the community at large? Absolutely. How would one reach you? Absolutely. Well, my, since I was here before the invention of the computer, my email address does not have a first initial. So it's just Yavlo, Y-A-V as in Victor, E-L-O-W, at rider.edu. We also have a Health Studies Institute email address called hsi at rider.edu. And we also have a really beautiful website, which talks about education, innovation, and outreach as three pillars of our Health Studies Institute moving forward. And so the extent to which we can make our activities relevant for ourselves and our students, as well as the community at large, requires 
you know, substantial feedback from you all. And I want to thank Dr. Carp for the opportunity and Diamond for not screwing up the mix for uh, for, for, for this opportunity We're going to have a good time here, Dr. Yavala. We're going to talk about a lot of issues that are relevant to the community. We're going to separate health from fiction as it communicates to healthcare issues. We're going to talk about the science of healthcare, the public policy of healthcare, and a lot of things with that on the radio station. And so... Um, on behalf of the radio show, I appreciate your willingness to back it as director of the, the Health Studies Institute. So thank you for, do, for doing that and having faith in us to deliver a radio show that meets the, the, the needs of the Health, the Health Studies Institute as well as the community here at Ryder. We're going to do a great job. We are here at Health 411 where you'll get truthful health information to expand your knowledge and perspective. Health 411 is underwritten by the Ryder University Health Studies Institute communicate cross-disciplinary perspective affecting health and wellness. For more information, contact Dr. Yavolo at Yavolo, Y-A-V-E-L-O-W, at rider.edu or at hsi.rider.edu. Both those email addresses will get directly to him. Please check out the website on the Rider University website. Search Health Studies Institute and you'll learn a lot more information about us. Thank you for taking the time to listen to your health with Health 411. Dr. Jonathan Karp is here from Rider University's Health Studies Institute every Sunday at 11 a.m. For more information about the Health Studies Institute's programs, call 609-896-5093. That's 609-896-5093. Or find their webpage on rider.edu under Academics and Academic Programs. Be sure to tune in every week to expand your knowledge and perspective. And don't forget to stay healthy.